Hello and welcome to the Bottom Up Skills Podcast. I'm Mike Parsons, the CEO of Qualitans, and we have reached the final installment of our growth marketing series here on the podcast. That's right. We are going to tackle this final chapter, growth teams. And you know, growth teams are really critical to the success of a growth marketing program because it is such a diverse, uh, more multidisciplinary team than a traditional marketing team. We do need to sort of revisit this whole idea of team. And the interesting thing is in a, in a world which is full of data and automation, I am here to tell you that if you want to have uh, great results in growth marketing, you are still going to need good old human beings to do some of the work. So let's discover together how you can build a cross-functional growth team and how you can get your product into as many hands of users as possible. Now, where I want to start this story is with our one of our sort of benchmark growth companies, which is Revolut. Now, we did a very in-depth case study on Revolut, which has proven to be really popular. In fact, I think it's almost challenging design thinking as being the most popular course on bottomup.io. And of course, if you're interested in that, you can jump over there. Bottomup.io, the course uh, for design thinking, the case study on Revolut, these are all free. So just jump in and enjoy. All right, back to Revolut and growth teams. Now, the thing with Revolut, uh, what has driven their incredible growth story uh, is that they have employed the use of a decentralized cross-functional growth team. Now, in their case, what they do is they tend to have the country manager head up their growth team, and then they have four or five roles, basically, that work within this team. Someone who's sort of a marketing expert, an expert in business development, a comms manager, and a community manager. And so this is actually a pretty front-end marketing-flavored growth team. So this has been a big part of their success, but you can also get a little bit more heavier on the data side as well. Um, So if you imagine uh, like a really heavy uh, growth team that is in the same market as the core product team, you might have like a growth PM and that they would work with a growth engineer, a growth marketer. And here's another really important one, a growth data analyst, right? So this might be a BA or a form of analyst that is really crunching data and then a pretty versatile designer to pull things together, be it really simple email, uh, social stuff, or or a bit more on the uh, landing page product side. So there you go. That's two ways in on who we might throw in the mix there um, to build a growth team. And plenty of companies have used this model. I'm focusing at the moment on telling this through the lens of Revolut, but you can pretty much look at everything from Airbnb to Pinterest. They've all had uh, amazing success building growth teams. Now, I want to put growth teams and perhaps growth in a bigger picture because, you know, if you've been listening to our podcast and if you've taken um, some of our courses, you'll know we're big on product. And the interesting thing is, though, despite being big on product, this is not to say that we don't appreciate the value of marketing. In fact, if you really challenge me, I'm going to tell you, that product innovation and growth marketing 
or in the end, just product and marketing are the two most fundamental things to grow your business, to innovate, to create the new. And in fact, they are codependents, product and marketing. Brother and sister, Batman and Robin, they need each other. Because just because you've got a great product, it doesn't guarantee success in terms of growth. And if you just think, hey, uh, I'm just going to build a great product and I'll leave the rest to chance, um, it's that sort of old mentality, if I build it, they will come kind of thinking. And what you have to realize is that we're in a world where we're competing for the attention of our customers, our potential customers, and they simply, they just don't care about our products like we might as creators of those very products. There's a whole bias um, that you can study um, at how creators are always sort of blind to the level of disinterest that potential customers actually have towards their product. And that's natural because you may have spent and committed a lot of your life to building this product. So you think it's damn important in the eyes of everyone. The truth is it's not. You have to be proud. You have to go out and pitch your message to the world. Because if you don't, what happens is you launch your product, you get a little bit of a spike in, in engagement and usage on the product, but then it flattens out. So you fall into what we call the product death cycle. So you then you add features, you launch the features, you get another little spike, uh, but then growth flattens again and you try and add more features. So this is sort of a spiral if you're not careful. So by now, I hope I've made some sort of case for building a growth team Let's have a look at the sort of fundamental formula that I encourage you to follow. We'll start with where you should recruit your people from. So whether you're, we'll get to structure in a second, but regardless of where you find these people, this is what you're going to need. And it's a formula of four. So let's say the hypothesis we have is we want to grow like crazy. We want our product to be in the hands of millions of users. Okay, no problem. Let's start by making sure we've got some product people involved. This is people that can you know, give us insight into what problems the product solves and may even make things like sign up and onboarding easier so that we can grow. So that's number one. We need some product people. Number two, naturally, we need marketing people. Those people know how to tell a story, connect with an audience in a segment. They have some real need desire to be forensic and to really find the early adopters, the early majority, maybe even in the innovators uh, in your segmentation, but they, they really want to get there. And next, it's all about data. And this third group of people you need are analysts of data. They find story in the data and they not only report what the data is saying, they interpret the data and the best data people give you actionable insights, meaning like, here's what happened. Here's the causation. Here's the correlations. Here's the context of this. Therefore we recommend that that's the perfect narrative from a data specialist. And then lastly, but not least, we need engineering people because we want to automate the hell out of this process so that we can scale. And you go, you know what the keyword is? So we can grow as fast as possible. So there you have it, four uh, key levels of expertise that we need, product marketing, data, and engineering. Now, just to build on this, I want to bring you back to where growth marketing sort of intersects with agile. I want to talk about the process. So naturally, if you're following good agile practice, you'll have a small autonomous team, but the really 
crucial thing in how they work is that they employ a build, measure, learn mentality. To remind you, we go into depth on this in the lean masterclass. Go over to bottomup.io if you want to get uh, really deep on lean. But the shortcut here is everything you build, you measure, and then you ask yourself what you learn, and then you build again. Then you measure again, then learn again. Build, measure, learn, build, measure, learn. You get the picture here. It is continuous. It is iterative. It is never ending. There's always new things to build, measure, and learn. This is what your growth marketing team, that's what they should be focused on. They should be focused on build, measure, learn. Now, the last thing I want to touch on is how you might pull these growth teams together within the context of, a, of an organization. Um, and some interesting insights here, you know, generally there's two models to follow. One is like a autonomous uh, team. Um, that kind of is subject to having a VP of growth. And then within that VP of growth, you would have some of those key uh, lead roles on uh, a growth project manager, a growth engineer, marketer, uh, and maybe a few of those other roles, the analyst, for example, that we've mentioned before. So that would that would kind of be more of an independent uh, team. That would traditionally be either a startup, early stage company that's been founded by a very growth minded founder, or alternatively, it tends to happen a little bit more into the scaling. Um, part of the life cycle in startup world. What I see a lot of is in the early days, um, you know, getting a VP of growth is not an easy ask. So you might have what we call a cross-functional team that pulls um, a team that sits over the existing uh, business units, business lines within your company. For example, you might take one person from the product team, another from the engineering team, another from marketing and another from design in order to build a, um, a hybrid cross-matrix team. This tends to work very well in the very early days because you might not have all the key roles. You might not sh- be sure whether you're going to go for you know, a project-based organization, whether you're going to go you know, a cross-matrix reporting line, all of that good stuff. So I just want you to imagine you can either have an independent team that is within uh, a growth division reporting to a head of growth, or you might have a team that is taking talent from each of the teams to create like a virtual skunk works, if you will. All right. So there you have it. Growth teams. It is all about having that multidisciplinary team. You have to have them because the product's not going to sell itself. Even if it's great, you got to get out there and you've got to pitch your case. You got to fight for the attention of your users Make sure that you have people from that product marketing, data and engineering intersection, and they need to always be learning. If you do this, you're going to have some great marketing. You're going to have enjoy some great growth. And remember this, that for me, if I'm to think about why growth is so important, I think it's a proxy for a product experience that delights users. Really is something that um, delights its founders as well and has a really positive impact in the world. And that's something you should be proud of and should go out and tell. So, therefore, you have this virtuous circle where you get into growing, building, then you grow some more. And I think this is a healthy sign that you're making a contribution that is truly worthwhile in the world. 
All right. So there you have it. That is the last installment of our growth marketing series. I cannot wait to start the next series in this podcast because we will be announcing and doing a deep dive into our Emerging Trends Report. We have so many goodies on technology and collaboration from all over the world, all sorts of different industries. It's a huge report. It's so much work to pull together, but the team and I are having so much fun. And most importantly, the insights are huge. All right. This is another episode of the Bottom Up Skills podcast. That's a wrap.